is going on, guys? Welcome back to the No Look NBA Podcast. This is Jack with my co-host, Matt. How's it going? And uh, we're actually here one day before the opening day of the NBA season. It's uh, October 15th, and we're getting ready for opening night of NBA basketball, which is pretty exciting. I broke out my Vuvuzela. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like the World Cup. <laughs> and uh, the reason we're having this podcast here is just a little preview for what's gonna, what we think is going to go on tomorrow, and also talk about what we've been doing with our you know, personal channel and Instagram page and things like that. We actually started a uh, fantasy basketball league, which we were kind of excited to do for one but also we were a little nervous we were like oh i hope you know our fans are going to be you know fans in quotes our followers are going to be receptive to this whole idea of joining the fantasy basketball league but we actually got a nice little 10-man league going we could have probably gotten you know a 16-man league going we didn't want it to be crazy deep with teams and have the talent pool all spread out so yeah i'm pretty happy with the 10-man we got and big shout out to the people who joined and sorry for the people who messaged me trying to get in but we're just a little bit too late we will be doing another one next year so just keep an eye out for that but uh, we just did the draft at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern today. It just happened. We're recording this at 9.30 at night. Just happened. Just got done. And I think it went pretty smoothly, you know, all things considered. You know, it was pretty short notice. We sent out the thing the day before to sign up, and the next day we did the draft. So I think, as far as you can say, everything went pretty smoothly, I thought. I don't yeah, know about you, Sid. But, Someone uh, had the first pick and did show up late. Yes. So they got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I guess they which, they were burdened with the with drafting yeah. the Greek freak, you know, <laughs> might win the MVP this year. So, I mean, I, I know him. He probably would have drafted maybe him or maybe James Harden. So I don't think he was really upset by that yeah. pick. And then you – didn't you end up getting James Harden, actually? Or, I, yeah, I did yeah. pick James Harden. Because you had the second pick? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he had the second pick. I had the fourth pick in a 10-man draft. It was Serpentine, so, you know, first pick gets the last pick in the next round, you know, for people who understand drafts. So you get back-to-back picks if you have the last pick. Right, so that's the and advantage get, of getting last, which our, you know. our homeboy, uh, Rack D. Fit, big follower, shout out to him. Follower. He got the 10th pick and actually had a good draft. We both agreed on it at the end. Yeah. We were looking at the draft, and he had a solid draft. He, he was a, a very sneaky in the draft. Yeah, he, he, he uh, snuck DeMarcus Cousins there at the end. He got DeMarcus Cousins. He got Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he Chris Stapps. Just, just a couple people who were injured, but will come back and will help him later on yeah. the season. So he was. A, he had a so sneaky draft. He could, good be, draft. he could be in for something as a, a last like, seed in the playoffs. Yeah, like the know, late like, round sleeper. But we will say, Taj Gibson, we don't know about that pick, Rackty. If you're Taj listening, Gibson, we don't know about that one. As a Bulls fan, I'm not so sure yeah, exactly. about Taj Gibson. I had the fourth pick, the and LeBron James was still there at the fourth pick somehow, so I obviously scooped him up because LeBron's fair, the fair GOAT, enough. in my opinion. So <laughs> had to scoop him up. Overall, I think the draft went well. I'm really looking forward to how the whole season is going to pan out. And for people who've never done fantasy basketball or fantasy sports in general, give it a try because, like, it really does make you more invested in the season. You know, if you're not yeah. that into sports, it gives you something to look forward to. Like, I do fantasy uh, baseball, basketball, and football. And, I mean, it seems like a lot, but when you're having to pay attention to the players and stuff like that, you get more into it and you, you want to watch the games, even games that you don't really care about. Like, it's not teams that you care about, but you have a player on the team that you need to follow. Yeah. So it gives you a reason to watch. So if you're someone who's trying to get into sports but just can't, you know, find like find the team you want to root for, you know, just don't want to watch a lot of games, just try playing fantasy sports because they'll get you more into it. That's just yeah, my sure. two cents. No, so that's the fantasy league. Big shout out to everybody who joined that. But now we're going to get to a little bit of a piggyback off of what we did on our last podcast. We were talking about the kind of the Jimmy Butler news that was happening the fiasco. at the time. Yes, the fiasco that the was scandal. happening at the time. And uh, we had just gotten the first half of it at that point where he we knew he wanted out and he wanted to be traded. And we we're talking about whether or not it'd be a better move to move Wiggins and try to make Butler happy, you know, and things like that. 
and with Carlton Towns signing his contract extension, just a whole bunch of stuff happened. But bottom line is, Butler remains on the team even after requesting a trade, and he went to his first practice with the Timberwolves and seemed to cause a bit of a scene. Yeah, as you could say. In the practice, apparently by all reports, he showed up late and left early, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty like boss move. You're like, look, I'm showing up late. I'm leaving early. He goes up to the general manager in the middle of practice and is yelling up to him, "You effing need me to win," which is a boss move as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a total baller move. Yeah, because it's like like this guy is the dude who decides whether or not you're gonna get paid. That he took a little bit of that three alphas mentality yeah. from Chicago. He, you know, he, he brought it over brought to Minnesota, it over where there's Minnesota. only betas. <laughs> only betas. So it's kind of a baller move to be like, hey, I know you're the guy who controls whether or not you know I get paid, but yeah. I'm gonna like cut you out in front of the entire team and show you my worth. And along with the whole showing him his worth thing, he allegedly took the third stringers on the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves team isn't that great to begin with yeah and he took the people who were the third stringers who we have to imagine are just god awful yeah and beat the starters in practice which you know we don't know if that's necessarily true or not that's just the report but if that is true then my god <laughs> what kind of performance he must have been putting on had to be ridiculous also he apparently challenged carl anthony, carl anthony towns verbally in practice calling him you know soft and saying that he can't score on him and things like that just, you know, general butting of heads of two superstars on the same team. And then the thing that was funny to me is directly after this practice, he had an interview with ESPN's Rachel Nichols, which kind of shows that this was, like, kind of planned on Jimmy Butler's end, like, yeah, to have like an interview release. set up yeah. immediately after. This. Like, he knew he was going in to cause some issues and to have it be talked about because he's trying to, you know, get a little stuff worked up about him maybe being traded or yeah, getting that yeah, contract get, extension. get it figured out. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's trying, trying to get the news out stay? there. Am I going to go? Here's yeah. some boss practice to hype up my draft stock. Yeah, exactly. Know, my it's trade like, stock. Yeah, so he had an interview with Rachel Nichols directly after the practice. It was incredibly quick how, how fast after the practice where he talked about what happened. And he had a quote that was pretty interesting to me where they asked him, you know, about the players, and he said he wants to feel appreciated by the franchise which I take that as he wants a long-term contract, big yeah. money, because it's like a pretty... And he's gotten screwed on that a, oh, a couple yeah. times. Yeah, he got screwed so, by the Bulls, yeah. he yeah, bet on Bulls himself, and then he got play. traded. Yeah, so he said he wants to feel appreciated by the uh, franchise, which is one thing. I think all players want that, to be honest, You know, especially if you're a player of his caliber. And then he also he wants the players to work as hard as him, which you've heard that from Jimmy Butler like before with the young players on the Bulls. Because for people who don't know Jimmy Butler's story... Pretty much homeless at one point. Yeah. Adopted by a friend's family. Went to Marquette. Was the last pick in the first round. Or went to a, uh, a community college. Yeah. Then Marquette. Then Marquette, yeah. yeah. And was the last pick in the first round and, like, wasn't expected to be any good. I mean, what do you average his rookie year? Like, two points per game? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, two or three. Yeah, like, yeah. He, like he wasn't expected like to be good. like, five in the playoffs. Yeah, he was not expected to be a good player. And he he's, always showed out in the playoffs. And, and he has grinded his way up to be an all-NBA player and, like, a max contract player and even worked his way into the MVP race a little bit last year before he got hurt. So that, if you don't know Jimmy Butler, he is a hard worker. Like, he's not just, like, blowing yeah. hot air on that. Like, he will outwork you. And I think with him, he just, because he worked so hard to get to where he is, he sees these players like Carol Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins who are so, like, naturally gifted and talented Yeah. and sees them not working as hard as him. He's like, if you just work as hard as me, like, we could win a championship. I'm sure that's what's going on in his mind. It's yeah. like... It's like Carlton Towns. Like, you're seven dude, foot tall. I was a D two like or er, yeah, you know, like, like a, a JUCO a, transfer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like it's like you need to have my work ethic and we'll go places. But 
you know, people just aren't built like Jimmy Butler is like nowadays, especially. You know, yeah. Butler's kind of got that Kobe Jordan like mentality, even though you know he's not as good, but he's got that same mentality of like hard work and like no one's gonna outwork you, and you gotta just get to the basket. Yeah, exactly. Like, just go for it. So he had a quote where you know Rachel Nichols asked him about the players on the team, and he said, "Constantly Towns, Cat is the most talented player on the team." He said Andrew Wiggins is the most God-gifted player on the team, which makes sense with his, you know, body and freak athleticism, and just yeah. and he he is a gifted athlete, no doubt about it. He said, but no one works harder than me, and that's just a that's just kind of you know a shot at them him saying like y'all don't care enough, y'all don't care like I like, care. Cat has the most skill, but he's not using it sensibly, yeah. and then Andrew Wiggins has like the best physical ability, but what, it's like, what are you doing he, with it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it's just interesting to see what Butler's saying, and I, me and Matt were talking about this a little bit off, you know, the podcast, and I was saying that this kind of whole thing has kind of turned me off a little bit from Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau to a certain degree, because I just feel like Jimmy's just kind of being like a jerk, like kind of like an asshole, but it's like, at the same time, when Jimmy Butler was in the lineup, they were a playoff team. He yeah. missed like the last two months of the season, yeah, and they almost stat. dropped off. I got a good stat. With Without Jimmy Butler, they were ten and thirteen. With Jimmy Butler, they were thirty-seven and twenty-two. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. So <laughs> it's like it's like Jimmy Butler's looking at this and he's saying like I had us comfortably in the playoff race. Yeah, like they were we were comfortably in. I missed you know a month and a half, two months, and these two players who are both being paid max contracts by the way they both got yeah. max contracts almost let us slip out of the playoffs and I had to come back and help y'all win the last game of the season for like a play in for the eighth yeah, seed. Yeah, he dropped like thirty. Yeah, or he had something. a great game in the last game of the season, like and he was coming off of a torn meniscus. So it's like he's looking at this saying like, Y'all are so much more gifted than I am and talented than I am, but I am a better player because y'all don't seem to care. Yeah. So it's like on that hand, I gotta respect Jimmy Butler for saying what he's saying. But I just feel like he can go about it a bit of a better way, you know what I'm saying? Like I think his I think the, his his message is good, but his way of going about it's a bit off. But that's just me. So going with the trade talks for Jimmy Butler, there was one big one that did get out, and it was really that's funny. Cool story. Yeah, this is actually really funny. If it is true, you know, it's been denied, but things don't get out without there being a little bit of truth to it. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a um, there was a trade between the Heat and the Wolves, where the Heat would get Jimmy Butler for Deion Waiters, Josh Richardson, and protected first round pick. They didn't say the protection. They don't know what it you know. Maybe it was a lottery protected. Maybe it was top 20 protected. I'm not sure. But we both agreed pretty solid, you know, trade for both yeah. teams. Because, I mean, Butler's it's on a, a one-year deal. a trade that could work. Yeah, he's on a one-year yeah. deal. So, you know, they're taking the Heat are taking a risk getting Butler that they can, you know, try to re-sign him. And the Wolves would get really solid players in Deion Waiters and Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson's really young. You know, I think he could be a good player. He could almost be s- sort of like Jimmy Butler, like a really good, like, you know, 3-and-D type player who – has a lot of potential and a protected first round pick but um the trade was ended it was very very close to happening they were sending physicals for each player back and forward and the trade was ended because coach Thibodeau asked Pat Riley for more in the negotiations and the rumor is that Pat Riley called him an MF or just dropped it on him and hung up the phone they haven't spoke since trade talks have been completely dead after that so Pat Riley's a gangster, so that's cool. Thibodeau seems to want to be fired, in my opinion. I know you're a big Thibodeau fan because you're yeah, a Bulls guy. Yeah, I feel guy. like we're, we're kind of looking at this like two parts, of, like 
Like, I'm looking at it as the exact opposite perspective. Yeah. Like, the same analysis. Like, I think that Tibbs is the badass. For, yeah, because like, he's, he's like, you know like, what? More. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's how bad you want him? Okay, what yeah. else? Like, yeah. So, I, I like that. I like that. And and the fact that, t- like, Tibbs is, like, actually trying to get into, like, a meeting with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he and, wants to keep Butler. Yeah, like, he, you know, and I would, too. Butler's like, one of his guys. Yeah, you, know? you and traded for him. Like, I you, think you just got to let him That's walk. huge. Like, the yeah. fact that he traded... Lowry Markinen, who's injured right now, but seems to be a really good player, like yeah. a good young player. Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. Yeah. You know, like the pick was Lowry. Yeah, Lowry Markinen, yeah. And it's like they traded those players. Chris Dunn had a resurgence with the Bulls, you know, he played really well. And looks great in preseason. Yeah, Markinen is a really good young player. And then Levine obviously was injured, but he seems to come he seems to look even more athletic right now. Yeah. Like he looks like he hasn't lost a step. He's booming. So <laughs> you traded three young assets for Jimmy Butler to only have him for a year. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want to look like he really failed on that trade. Yeah. So I think that's why he's trying so hard to keep him one because it would make him look bad if he traded all these young prospects and two because Butler's his guy. I mean, he's been his guy since Chicago. So I see why Tibbs is doing what he's doing. But, I mean, at the same time, if Butler doesn't want to be there, you can't force this to work because, like, Carlton Towns is your franchise. Yeah, and if it's a money situation, then you shouldn't have given absolute full maxes yeah, you to shouldn't, both of those players. Yeah, you shouldn't have given – I mean, Wiggins is obviously the odd man out because I don't think either one of us are really Wiggins fans yeah. at this point. I mean, he shouldn't he, have gotten a full max. Yeah, he got $140 million for your deal. Like, yeah. And what has he done, you know? I mean, he, he's not that great. He has a lot of potential because, like, like Butler said, his God-given gifts, you know, he's so athletic. He's such a freak of nature athletically that he could be great. And with a new contract, you should be just head down. Yeah, working, trying like, to grind yeah, and prove that you're worth that contract. Yeah. But on the other hand, some people will just look at it and say, I already got paid, so what do I need to, you know, yeah. work for? So I feel like that's kind of the kind of person Wiggins is where he's just content with what he's doing, and that's not going to win you any championships. It's not going to get you to the playoffs. So Butler, you know... I don't want to say keep doing what you're doing, but I'm not completely opposed to what you're saying with them not being hard workers. I just hope that they can get this figured out because it would be kind of cool to have the Timberwolves be in the playoffs again because they made it after that such a long drought and to have them come in and then now they're just a laughing stock of the NBA again with all this stuff going on. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not a good look for the Timberwolves. So I hope they figure it out, but I don't think they will, to be honest. I don't yeah. think they will. I think there's going to be a resolution of sorts. I don't think that it's going to be like, let's just shake Let's hands. just coexist. Yeah, 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 I think it's going to be, he's going gonna to get be, traded, or yeah. it's going to be, something's going to happen. It's not, they're not just going to coexist for the next year until Butler leaves a free agency. Something's going to happen. So we'll have to see in time, some would say, in time. And Cat will be the only one that is guaranteed to stay. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's 23 years old, with like 26 and 12 player, yeah. all NBA player, like, just hasn't missed a game in his entire career. <laughs> like, just crazy. So he'll be there, no doubt about it. He's the franchise. Now we're getting on to the last topic, opening night, opening night predictions. Opening night is tomorrow. Like I said, when you're listening to this, it might be today, you know, depending upon when you're listening at, listening to it. Got the 76ers and the Celtics and Warriors OKC. We're just going to make our predictions for this game. I think Celtics are going to win the first game. Yeah, Celtics are going to win. I think just because the excitement of Gordon Hayward coming back, and then like they're gonna want to, they're gonna want to win to make, you know, their you know quote unquote new team with everybody healthy and everyone like all working together. 
they want to make a mark on this season to be like, we are the new kings of the East now that you know LeBron's gone. It's completely open. And honestly, I feel like the East is between Philadelphia, Celtics, and the Raptors. So this would be a really big statement game for whoever wins this. Yeah, you know what I'm definitely, saying? definitely. And um, so I just think it's going to be the Celtics. I just think they're a better coach yeah. for one. Celtics are just in a tier of their own right now in yeah. the East, I believe. Yeah, until, until I see you know, people beat them, I'm going to pick them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I know it's early in the season, but they just have so much talent. They probably have the second best coach in the league behind Popovich. So it's like, it's hard to go against them at this point. And then, I honestly, if Russell Westbrook was healthy, I might pick OKC in this game because I feel like the Warriors have been beaten early in the season. You know, last year, or no, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. The Spurs destroyed the Warriors opening night, like yeah. destroyed them. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, I feel like the Warriors get beat early on in the season because, you know, they're getting their rings and they're just, you know, they're just happy. They're in a good mood. They're not focused on the game. And all of a yeah. sudden, the team will sneak up on them and beat them. Yeah, they need the, the playoff push. Yeah, to exactly. Like, they need the motivation because the they're like just, they're so good. All-star break Yeah, they're, they're so good that they can just, you know, cruise through the regular season. It's not an issue. Yeah. They don't even have to run plays to make the playoffs. I mean, what they have, they didn't even have 60 wins last year. Yeah. And they just went and swept the Cavs in the finals. Like They they do not care about the regular season at this point. They can just waltz their way to 55, 60 wins. And they and, know it. Oh, because I mean, Kevin Durant on Twitter is just absurd. Yeah. Like, he's completely I'll, embraced his, like, snakiness yeah. and, like, just doesn't care. Like, so, because Russ is out. I'm going to have to pick the Warriors. You know, Russ out with a knee injury day-to-day. It is a now still miss the opening night, so that sucks. Because it's also, you know, no matter how much time has passed, Russell Westbrook still holds it against Kevin Durant that he left. And it's there's you. always fireworks, like, whenever they play each other. Like, yeah. especially, you know, in that big game situation, opening night, it would be crazy. They'd be getting each other's faces and stuff like that. But I'm going to have to go the Warriors because there's just no Russ and – I'm not a huge Paul George fan, and I don't think he's going to be able to single-handedly carry them to that victory. So, that's just me. Your Warriors as well? Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to go against them, you know, when they have, what, four All-NBA players on their yeah. team and one who's on the bench because he can't play in DeMarcus Cousins. So, it's like, it's hard to go against them. I also think, a little side note here, I think Steph Curry is going to have a ridiculous game in the first game. One, because there's no Westbrook, so who's going to guard him? Yeah. And two, Shooter. yeah, yeah, exactly. Dennis Shooter is going to guard him. <laughs> I'm a Hawks fan, okay? I know Dennis Shooter cannot play defense. <laughs> he cannot, that's something he cannot do, nor does he try to do. And he's small. Yes. Which, I mean, isn't big for that matchup, but. But, I mean, he still gets shot over the top of, so. Yeah. I think Curry's going to have a huge game because every time I think of Golden State versus OKC, I think back to that game winner. Steph Curry pulls up from, like, right in front of half court and hits the game winner from, like, 34 yeah. feet out. I just always think of that shot, and I feel like Steph Curry likes this matchup just because he knows what it means to Kevin Durant, like, when he comes back to OKC yeah, or when OKC comes to them, you know? Yeah, he just, they want, like, I whatever you want to say about the Warriors, they do seem to really like each other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I don't like them because they're definitely a stacked team, it seems like the other players... You know, on the team, Draymond, Clay, Steph, they want to beat OKC for Kevin Durant because they know it's a big deal for him. So I think Curry's going to have a really big game. That's just me, though, but, I mean, when have I ever been wrong? I don't think I ever have once in my life. So ever. that's just me. I don't know what to tell you. But that's the end of this podcast. Like I said, it's October 15th, day before opening night. Looking forward to an NBA season coming up here very, very shortly, less than 24 hours. Whew. 
it's going to be great. And um, like I said before, with more content coming out, you know, with the season continuing, we're going to make more podcasts, have more Instagram posts, things like that. And uh, if you're interested in the Fantasy League, we will be giving updates all the time on the story. That's one thing we're really looking forward to is having that access to extra content, things like that. So if that's something you're interested in, keep an eye out, and uh, you'll have a good one. See you. <gasps> See you. Got a new check, let me walk into Linux. Keep talking, bitch, I'm a turn into pickers. Shooting my shots, bitch, I'm